Hey everyone, and welcome to the Doctors of Running podcast, where we, a group of doctors of physical therapy, talk about the art and the science of the things that we're putting on our feet. Today, I have, as always, the awesome Dr. David Salas, who is joining me, and it's just the two of us. And uh, to be honest with you, we kind of tried to set this episode out, like Bach tried to set it up so that we would argue and bicker because we thought that that would get a lot more views and be more interesting. But uh, I think actually we're going to end up teaming up because this is harder than I thought it is going to be. So we have a list of shoes that we are going to rank from least to most stable. And we're going to talk about our list. And during that process, we're going to talk about kind of our evolution of both our understanding and thoughts of what does stability mean? What does guidance mean? And how is that being integrated in these shoes? Because stability footwear has changed quite a bit. We've seen the disappearance in many shoes of traditional posts. We've seen a lot of newer methods like guide uh, guide rails and guides and sidewalls and things like that that we've also talked about. And then the emergence of this thing called the stable neutral shoe that we have talked a lot about. So we're going to hit on all those, but we're going to start for it before this list. Dr. Celeste, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, just gearing up for a couple of races coming up here and then just mentally preparing myself for a really busy November. <laughs> the last thing you want to do before a race. But uh, one of my friends is getting married. Uh, so I have, what, Santa Barbara half, beginning of the month. And then another one, the wedding is two months after that, or two weeks after that. And then CIM is two weeks after that. And then, of course, Thanksgiving is a week in between that. So <laughs> just just mentally preparing for a very busy next four weeks. Or, well... What are, what are we at now? What's the date today? 10, 15? Uh, dude, I don't know anymore either. <laughs> then a busy next month. A busy next month. Yeah. I'd also like put in a shout out for David. Please, for all of you, send him good vibes for, for uh, I keep almost wanting to say CSM. That's a whole other joke. Uh, for CIM that nobody else is going to get but us. Um, for the uh, California International Marathon, which is a, a uh, for me, I've always been really challenged with that course because I don't do Super World Downhill, but it is a fast course. And uh, I want everybody to send good vibes and, and fast feelings to David so you can crush another marathon and uh, keep moving closer to or hit that OTQ that we all know you have in you. So please send those good vibes to him. So let's get into this list. So in no particular order, we David and I, without knowing what the other person's going to do, are going to rank the following shoes from least stable to most stable. The list is not in any order. The Saucony Guide 16, we'll throw the 15 in there because it was kind of an upper update. The Hoka Arahi 6, which Hoka, what are you putting out number seven? Come on, I'll stop. The, the New Balance Rebel version 3, the Ultra Escalante 3, the Adidas Boston 12, the Hoka Stinson 7, the Asics Keanu 30, the On Cloud Go, the Brooks Adrenaline, and then the Nike Vomero 17, which we just got and I'm really enjoying. So who wants to go first? Yeah. And do least, we're going to do least stable to most stable, right? Least stable that's what to I most stable. Least stable to most yeah. stable. Yep. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to write down Or we can do like a three, David's. two, one shoot type thing, you know, where we like say one Like one through ten? Or like, yeah, yeah, like the least stable. Okay. You know, are you like ready? Oh, yeah, we should definitely do that. And say it yeah. and then yeah. see if they line up. Yeah. Should we do it? Yeah. All right, let's, ready? let's do it. All right. All right. So on three, one, 
two, three. Rebel. Rebel version three. There we go. New Balance Rebel. We agree. Sorry, okay. Rock. We agree. Well, it's it okay. Happened. So I'd be laughing if we agree the whole <laughs> entire time. So why did you say the Rebel V3 being the least stable? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those shoes that it was meant to be this performance shoe, and it is a performance shoe. It's it's lightweight, it's streamlined, but fuel cell is soft, man. Like, there's a lot of give to it. The upper, it's secure enough, but it, there's still a little bit of give to it. Like, I definitely don't feel stable in that shoe. And I think one thing that was very evident when I was running in that shoe was being on the track. That should be a shoe that, in theory, I feel comfortable running on the track in. And I didn't feel that comfortable running on the track. Like if I was running on the road, sure, it was fine. But like keeping kind of constantly being on a turn didn't feel great in that shoe. So it was a pretty, for me, that was probably the easiest pick of this entire list. Like that was the least stable for me. It's a neutral shoe. And if you like soft foams and bouncy foams, like it's not a bad shoe by any means. It's just not that stable. I totally agree. I think it was the combination of, Fuel cell super soft. It's like the same thing if you sell uh, Elite Vision three version three. Like I know some people love that shoe. It's just not. It has some of the things, but for me, long term, it's just such a soft foam. It's not. A sta- it's not unstable. But it's not a stable shoe. The Rebel V three also has the really narrow shape. Yeah, so there's not a lot. For, like for yeah. someone like me that actually has sta- stability needs, like I'll kind of like roll off the platform. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed that shoe. It's just not a stable shoe. That's just how it goes. For me, someone like me, it worked a lot better for shorter distances. And for someone maybe that has stiffer mechanics, maybe you can take that longer, but you got to have like more stable mechanics to use that shoe, unless using it for shorter stuff. So, all right. We agree. We agree. So, ready for number two. Ready? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Escalante. Escalante three. Wait, what? Seriously? I felt like that was a little bit of a hot take, but we both agreed. Yeah, we both agreed. Again, I, I, do you mind if I go first on this one? Go for it. <laughs> it's not that it's an unstable shoe. There's just no other elements that provide stability. I mean, it's got the kind of wider Wait, base, which classic world. I have this. That's cool, man. What color do I you like have? that. I mean, mine's cool too. I guess they're yeah. both nice. I've got the yeah. like black on white. Oh, you got the all black. See that that works better for like clinic stuff like that. It kind oh, of totally. hard to get with, it's with a the bite, clinic bite blue. Killer. I've definitely worn this yeah, in the clinic multiple times. For sure. Yeah. I have not worn this while teaching yet. <laughs> Although my students are usually pretty chill about that. Um, it's not that it's unstable, it's just a flat. And we were talking about this earlier. Like you said, it just it's kind of a it's a decently cushioned traditional flat, essentially. It's a little bit heavier. Um, no sidewalls. Yeah, the midfoot isn't as narrow as it could be, but you know, it's got some flexibility to it. It's low to the ground. It's not meant to be quote unquote stable. It's just meant to be there and kind of let your foot do what it's meant to be. It's just like it's got a it's got a teeny bit of stiffness, but once you wear it, like that that kind of goes away. Nice foam, though. I really like the foam I that they use in this. I will say it feels more cushioned than it probably should. That's fair. Yeah. Like it I I want you to try the Escalante Racer, which they haven't updated in years. I feel like you would like that shoe. I think I would too. So I'll try update that shoe. Update it or send it to David because I feel like <laughs> he'd love it. I have to, I reviewed that shoe like That's in the early ago. days yeah. of Doctors of Running. I remember. Yeah, and while. the Golden Spike. Yes. Yes. That was David. Yeah. It was like Do one I of the first shoes. I, I don't know. That was one of the first shoes you reviewed for Doctors of Running. I but yeah, sorry, David's have, take. Oh, why is this? No, I think I did donate that. I gave that to a collegiate kid. That makes sense. Yeah, be old by now. But so, what's your takes on it? It's just there's nothing. There's no stability elements other than just a wider sole. 
So it's not terrible. It's just not significantly stable either. I agree. It's a very natural transitioning shoe. It's just kind of like one of those things we call like a quote unquote, no nonsense shoe. It's just kind of something to put on your foot, let your foot do what it wants to do. One thing that I would like to touch on as well, like even though there's like decent kind of sole flaring and it's, it's got a decent little base and some traction, like it's not like an unstable shoe per se, but it just uh, it's just very natural transitioning. It's a relatively flexible design. The upper does have some flex to it. And I know Andrea's had a little bit of trouble with that as well, mm. where uh. like if you're trying to run fast or you're making a lot of turns, like there's a little bit of translation there. It almost feels like an athleisure shoe. I hate to say that, but I mean it. Like, it's a nice shoe. I've done, like, I think so far my longest run in the shoe has been eight miles, I think. But it uh, it just feels, it feels like a flat, you know? Like, it feels very low to the ground, very natural. I'm trying to think of, like, the closest thing that I can think of that I can remember. Like, um, but it's like a traditional road racing flat, low to the ground. Like that's basically what it feels like with a little bit more cushion. So that's it, kind of how it's a very new. Do you have shoe. the to- do you have the Topo SD five right I now? I don't. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you'd like those. That was the exact same thought about I had about those. Like it feels like a traditional racing flat, just that zero drop with a white toe box. Yeah. Although that one's like six point six ounces. So oh nice. It's, it's, yeah, that'd be it's fun. definitely in that actual range. Those are like nine point three. Yeah, these are pretty like heavy. Little, these, uh, yeah, relatively. Yeah, they got some bounce though. So yeah. <clears throat> All right, we ready for number three? Number three, I am ready. All right, one, two, three. Vomero. on cloud go. Okay. All right, great. Finally, we disagree. So let's do cloud. I got to write these down because my memory stinks. And then Vermeer. All right. Why is Vomero on your on number three for you? I when I look at the Nike Vomero, there's a couple things that stand out. So one of the things, there's a pretty narrow midfoot that's there. You also have that top layer of Zumax foam, so it's pretty soft and compliant. It's not the most stable shoe on the planet. The upper is it reinforces things pretty decently. There's a little bit of stretch to it, but it holds the foot pretty well. Traction does help. I feel like I can run off-road in these a little bit if I want to. Uh, for the most part, it's just it's just a very neutral shoe. Like, there's just not that much stability elements to it. I will say, I'll give them a lot of credit for this, actually. The Zoom X, like, creates a big sidewall and then wraps around the heel there. And that actually is quite nice. That feels like it took a unstable platform and shoe and made it, like just stable enough to be neutral, if that makes sense. It took a like a shoe that could have been unstable and not very good to a shoe that I have really been enjoying. I just barely got the shoe, and I have probably over, I don't know, I've probably got close to 50 miles on it already. And so, like, and not to say it's a bad shoe, I really, really like that shoe, but it's just not, it's not that stable, quote-unquote. But it's, it's a true neutral shoe. Yeah. I, I'm going to wait. I'm really close to you. So I will wait to give my my thoughts on that. Um, but I'm going to go back to the Cloud Go. And the reason is I've kind of like similar thoughts, except there's no Zoom X. I personally don't feel a lot of the, um, like the, on the on the on cloud flyer, for example, I didn't feel like that was an overly stable shoe until I really wore it down. And then I kind of started feeling the stiffer medial cloud elements but it was so mild i didn't get a lot of it the on cloud go i think was billed as like a mild stability shoe correct 
was I, am I wrong on that? I might be oh, wrong I on don't that. Know. But I didn't I feel it, it to, be, to pre- be kind of like a commuter shoe almost. Yeah. When I didn't the find it. Swift pre- is that? Yeah. I, I didn't think it find was just like, the, like a peg. I think, I think it was just like a normal yeah. road trainer. I, I didn't find it particularly stable, unstable, I, or stable or unstable. I found it a little bit better than the Escalante 3, but I found it to be a fairly standard neutral shoe. Um, If not, like, I was kind of like, I think it was firm enough that I kind of like, just the way it was kind of set up, I found myself collapsing just a little bit, but not in, not anything overly bad. There's just not, there's not really anything there. I, I know it looks like it has mild sidewalls, but I didn't feel those at all. So that the, the cloud go is my number three, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Ready for number four. Let's do it. All right. One, two, three. Cloud go. Nike Vomero 17. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> We're super close. Yeah. I, uh, I guess I'll just take the lead on this one. I have my cloud. Yeah, go right for here. it. So <laughs> a lot of, I mean, I think we had a very similar line of reasoning kind of yeah, pulling this apart. I agree. The one thing yeah. that took the cloud go over the Vomero for me on this was that it was a little bit lower to the ground. I felt like I had a little bit more ground feel in this. I did notice the sidewall. I had a little bit of collapse in it, but I have a little bit of collapse in the Vomero. So it's like that for me, it's like, it's almost tomato, tomato. Um, the upper is reinforced a little bit better, I think, in the Cloud Go. Uh, it just locks down a little bit better. Uh, but they're, again, true neutral shoe. Uh, but it locks down well. There's a decently wide base. There's a midline groove. Like, I don't know. For me, it actually did work pretty well for, like, logging a good chunk of miles. If we weren't reviewing all the time, I definitely would have logged more in these. And I have had some long runs that were pretty long in them. So um, it's a shoe that I've liked. And then I think just the geometry too, it kind of keeps you kind of rolling forward a little bit. So it just, I don't know, it felt a little bit more stable to me, but that was a very close call. And I actually on my little, uh, on my sticky note here, I've got it kind of flip-flopped a couple times there, but I made my final decision, you know. So (laughs) I I chose Cloud Go over Romero, but that could have changed depending on the mood I'm yeah. in. I feel like that's worth pointing out that for a lot of people, a a guidance element, not necessarily a stability shoe component, but a guidance element is definitely a significant rocker. Because again, the key behind guidance is it's trying to keep you going forward. It's not necessarily forcing you in one ray other than trying to keep you forward. So I feel like that can help. I, just with the cloud go, didn't feel it just because that midfoot, and I'm now remembering this, that midfoot so narrowed so much. I'm like, I, I, that didn't work for me. I would need a bigger sidewall, which is kind of my defense of the Vimero, which I'm the same as you were. Initially, I was like, this is going to be really neutral. I'm not going to like this. And it's actually really growing on me. Is it a stability shoe? No, no. it's <laughs> definitely not, right? The midfoot really narrows. The heel widens out. I do like the sidewalls yeah. in the heel. They are really significant, but they're Zoom X. So, you know, they do collapse. But for me, it's just enough. I've done some longer efforts in this shoe. And it's felt fine. Is it the most stable shoe? No, it's definitely a stability shoe. And I wouldn't even put it as stable neutral, but there's enough there that someone like me with mild stability needs can definitely still run in it. So it's not the most stable, but it's enough for me that I've actually really enjoyed it and was going back and forth with my next shoe, which I'm actually way more torn on. So (laughs) are you ready? Well, I just want to say too, like for the Vomero, like I did 19 in that this morning. So like that's... 
Like you can totally run. Doesn't surprise me at all. It's not like you can't yeah. at all. But it's just that's what it's shoe. meant for. Yeah. It's a neutral mileage shoe meant to get lots. It's not really meant to run super fast. It's just you you crank a ton of miles on it. It's great. I feel like we need to do another episode, by the way, on like the integration of like super foams and trainers. Oh, yeah, that'd I feel be like good. That's been on my, that'd be good. That's on my, yeah. my mind for a little bit. Just throwing that out into the void so people remind I'm us. I'm so hard on this right. next one. Uh. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Boston, Boston 12. 12. We agreed again. And I feel the same, and I'm kind of torn on this. Do you mind if I go first? Go for it. All right. So where I'm torn on this shoe is a lot of Adidas shoes, that posterior lateral bevel works so well for me in the rear foot. People that – because I tend to go too medial. People that go lateral, this might be a little problem for you, but the only thing that catches this is there's an extension of the plate way laterally. There are the rods that I can really feel, and that tosses me medial. So – Really nice rear foot for me, not as good midfoot for me, and forefoot with Adidas rods in the forefoot usually works super well for me. And there's very mild sidewalls in the forefoot, so forefoot is awesome. But I think with the the I sh- this is even part of this, but it's just it's got something. It pulls it back. That's why it it pulls ahead of the Vimero, but not ahead of anything else. And even I was kind of going back and forth between where do I put this versus Vimero. But I think just that the, this extreme lateral bevel um, kind of wins just a little bit, but the midfoot does not. So what do you think? I like the shoe way better oh, than yeah, the 11. It's one of oh my, my favorite shoes this year. Um, oh, wow. I want to hear about this. About the Boston 12. Yeah, it's just a fun freaking shoe, man. But I will say, like, it pitches you forward very quickly. That posterior lateral bias is definitely noticeable. That midfoot's a little bit narrow, but the really wide forefoot, the rods, you know, that all kind of saves you, and it gives you a really nice toe off at the at the front of it. So if you're just trying to be, like, kind of constantly up and forward, that shoe does a great job of doing that. Uh, so I've really liked it for like, especially for like long runs, anything where I'm going to be like rhythmic and just, I just want to stay locked in. It almost like forces you to stay locked in. Cause if you don't, then the shoe doesn't feel very good. So that's also a potential stability element right there as well. So that can kind of knock it down the list, but I'm, yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on this. And like, I think the one thing is the, the, there is a significant, there's a solid medial sidewall, but it is the light strike pro. Um, yeah, if you don't run quick enough and get into rhythm in this shoe, it doesn't feel good. But that like slightly up tempo, longer effort going on forever, it feels great. Like I think this is one of these shoes where not everybody needs a super shoe to do their races in. I think this would be a great racing option, longer racing option for a lot of people. And that's it's actually, I mean, it's what it's been in different forms. It just kind of deviated from that in 10, 11. But I think it's really back with the weight coming down in this feel. So yeah, number five, we agree on the Boston 12. All right, I think right. we're going to start getting juicy now. This is where it gets ju- – and I'm I'm going to be – I can't even stick to my gun. I should be more aggressive, but – No, I mean you're saying what you're thinking, you know, and that that's what I'm All doing right. as well. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately, we're agreeing for the most part. <laughs> yeah. The, these, next, these next two are really hard for me. So, all right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Man, I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> All right. We start splitting one, hairs now. Oh, God. One, two, three, Piano 30. Okay. You go first. 
Yeah, I mean, the Rahi 6 to me, it feels like a slightly more stable Clifton, which isn't all that much more stable. You know what I mean? Like that J-frame firms it up. It does create a little bit of guidance. It's a nice shoe. It's not like it isn't a nice shoe. But it's still, it's a little bit high up off the ground. There's still some give to the foam. It it just feels like you're stabilizing a already soft platform. So it, is it a stability shoe? Yes, but it still kind of has some neutral components and it still feels, it doesn't feel super stable, I guess is the way that I would put it. And it feels more stable than the Boston and everything else that we've talked about. But for me, it still just has a little bit of give to it. And even though it is stable, it just it just has a little bit of give to it, you know? Upper volume is actually somewhat high compared to some of the other Hoka shoes, if I am remembering correctly. And uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel quite as stable in that shoe than I did in some of those other shoes. With that said, though, it does check some boxes. I mean, it has like the J-frame, it firms it up. It has a wide base to it. It has decent traction underneath. Like it, it checks a lot of boxes. But I think for me, it's the midsole. It just has a little bit of give and I have some collapse there. Got it. I'll be excited to touch on this one in just a second. So... I'm going to throw the Keanu in there. And this is where I feel like at this point now we are getting into true stability shoes. So we kind of, there, there's a big gap between the Boston 12 and this, but, and the Keanu is not a, a bad shoe. It's just much more of a guidance shoe than it is a stability shoe. Now we're like, again, this, the 40 guidance line, I know there's some internal stuff in here, but it feels softer and I actually collapse into this on the medial side. And it, it just feels like it's a really solid, stable walking and jogging shoe. But for those people who really want, like, I want really, like, a good level of stability, I didn't get, I didn't feel it as much. I got a lot of guidance with the wide sidewalls, the wide base, all that kind of stuff. I just didn't get as much stability out of it. Like, I'd actually pitch the GT2000 to have, a, a like, a higher feeling of stability versus the Keanu having a higher level of guidance. What doesn't make it a bad shoe. It's just kind of, it's going to fit people very different people's needs. So Keanu is super different. So that's my number six on this list. Um, Yeah. I'm curious to hear what you think. Ready for the next one. I am ready. All right. One, two, three, six. I hate this. I hate this so much. This is awesome. I love, love that it backfired and it's now worth doing <laughs> pretty much almost exactly. All right. Can I go? Uh, let me, let me, I hear you on the Arahi 6. This is why it beats the Keanu. Yeah, because I, when I was running in that shoe, I, re- I really liked it because for me, it was light enough at that time compared to everything else that I could easily like do. I picked up the pace. I could do tempos in that. It was great. Spent long tempo efforts. It was, it was a great shoe. Um, I felt the contrast between the J-frame and the softer foam much more. And maybe, I don't know if I compressed the foam more, more but I really like, that was kind of like the one of the first major introductions going, wow, this is a stability shoe, but they've got guidance element because the J, it also keeps your heel centered. And then as you're going forward, for me, having that through the forefoot was awesome because I typically need stability throughout the length of the medium That's side, a great point. not just in one spot. So for me... I really, really liked it, and it did super well. And the Keanu kind of does that in terms of the fact that it's got stability. It's got guidance throughout the length. Shoot the wide, the the wide. There's sidewalls along the thing. The sole's wider, but I just noticed the J frame more in the Rahi, and that's why it beat it out for me. 
No, I think those are great points. And it's actually kind of funny because my thought process is also very similar. And maybe I just don't crash the ground quite at the same angle as you do. I, I don't I don't think anybody does, to be honest. <laughs> typically <laughs> totally don't need it like full length like that. Yeah. The thing yeah. that I notice is that little bit of guidance from the Keanu, the foam is also firmer, even though there's well, I, there's not more of it. It's about the same stack roughly, right? Let's I it's pretty darn good. I don't remember close. what because the, the Keanu's forty thirty, I don't remember what the Arahi six is. I mean if the Clifton's up. forty, I'm gonna imagine the Arahi's pretty close. You're probably right. But uh, uh I just noticed uh, that firmer foam on the Keanu just felt a little bit more stable to me. Yes, there was a little bit of give on that guidance system, but I was already kind of on their forty guidance system, quote unquote. Like I was already kind of getting onto my forefoot already, you know? So I felt like I was kind right. of guided forward and I kind of had this wider base underneath me and that just felt a little bit more quote-unquote trustworthy than the Arahi 6. So, it, but at the same time, I can, I can totally see where you're coming from on the Arahi as well. But I just, I noticed a little bit more give on myself in my own mechanics in the Arahi than I did in the Kiano. There's no way this is right. Uh, guess what the stack height is for the Arahi 6. Is this per Hoka's website or Running Warehouse? No, this is Running Warehouse and us. And us. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we were off by like a million. Warehouse, though. Yeah. Yeah. It cha- it's changed. It's like 35. So. Yeah. So we had 3530 so on Running Warehouse. It's 39.29. So like the other day, so it was like two recordings ago or something. We were talking about the Max Cushion. And yeah. the Clifton has always been in the lower 30s per their stacks. But then Nate yeah. was saying it was at 40. So I that was news to me. I, I didn't realize that for some reason. I mean, we just review so many shoes. It's kind of hard to keep track yeah. of all of them sometimes. But it is. That's fair. Like, I was like, I don't, I didn't realize it was up at 40. But I don't know. Like, is Zirahi down at 35 and the Clifton at 40? Also, like, I mean, Hoka a- does seem to be the most wishy-washy with some of these stack measurements especially on their own site they they use those volumetric measurements right that they yeah i don't why do there's like three by numbers like yeah it's like that doesn't that's not helpful just give us the basic no offense okay just get to the (laughs) get to the give the people what they want they don't know what volume means (laughs) all right yeah ready wait wait hold up hold up i I think uh yes yes i'm ready i made a couple switcheroos you know randomly so i've just got to follow my own arrows got it the All next right. couple ones are pretty are going to be We got three more, close. right? Yeah, we got three more. Yeah, I'm ready. Ooh. All right. One, two, three, Brooks guide adrenaline. 16. Ooh, this is going to be good. All right. Go for it. So the Brooks Adrenaline, I see it in a similar light as the Arahi, but I think it's just more stable. I When I look at the Adrenaline, I think of a shoe kind of like the Ghost, the Saucony Ride, a uh, Nike Pegasus, like like a pretty traditional running shoe, neutral frame, and they added some guidance rails on there, and they kind of firmed it up a little bit, and it just felt it felt a little bit more stable than the traditional offering. And you're able to kind of take it a little bit of everywhere where you want to go. Like it, it just kind of works, and it's like that shoe that you can beat up into the ground, and you can trust that it's going to be there underneath you. And it is a stable shoe. I just it's one of those ones where I don't, and we'll touch on this a little bit later, but for me, stability is about trust. And how much do I trust that shoe taking it 
you know, road for long periods of time, even if I have to go trail, off-road, unstable surfaces, grass, you know, it doesn't have to be trail. It could just be literally be a grass lawn. I mean, how many times have you been running on a grass lawn and there's gopher holes and gives and things where it's like, okay, that's not a stable yeah. surface either. It's not a trail, but like, <laughs> I, I just think about like, how much do I trust this shoe? And for me, I trust the next two shoes on the list a little bit more. But it's still a great shoe. That's it's fair. still stable. Yeah. It's firmed up a little bit. It's got some guide rails. It, it kind of, it, again, it checks all those boxes. I, we're kind of splitting hairs here now. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Why I put the Guide 16 in there, which the Guide 16 was great. It's gotten lighter. It's gotten snappier. Like the Ride and, and Guide are so much better. And I can't believe their stack height is as high as it is. They're very nimble shoes. Like they feel like not a lot of shoes there, but in like a good way. Where it's right. Like, I, I think you, you and I had the same experience with the Ride where we were doing workouts in a daily training shoe. And we're like, this is a great shoe. Um, the Guide is not, it, I think the other two shoes are going to beat this out and I'll explain why. But for me, it beats the Arahi because it's it's got full lengths. The sidewalls are integrated really well. And I really feel that medial, um, not wedge, that, uh, what's that called? That plastic thing. I really feel that. That is pretty intense for me. Um, so that that really, the midfoot and the heel, that I found that, I noticed that piece the entire time time so people that want that classic medial post feeling even though it's not technically a post um they're gonna really really like that plus the sidewalls the thing being just in, like it's a little stiffer there's just a lot of elements that make it very both guided and very stable um and it's more noticeable for me than the arahi so that's why it beats it out solid absolutely solid shoot the guide has come a long 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 way so yeah that's why I think that one. And we're probably just going to switch through here. But you ready for the next one? Come yeah. on. One, <laughs> two, three, Brooks Six Adrenaline. And seven. Oh, it's going to be fun. All right. I'm going to go first on this one. So the reason I put the Adrenaline this high up here, I'm going to say this isn't necessarily a good thing. Because for me, it's actually the stability is really, really aggressive. I feel like it's gotten more, almost a little bit more aggressive over the years, even with the the um, guide rails. Because per my understanding, there's actually still a medial post in here. So there's the guide rails and a medial post. At least that's what we were told. And it the stability with like the the sole flare mildly and kind of how thick and like clunky the heel is. It's got a really rigid heel. Rigid heel, midfoot is good, and then forefoot's very is fairly neutral. Nothing to write home about in the forefoot. But the heel and, a, and the midfoot, especially the heel, are so rigid. It's almost like too stable for me. Um, and I think it's probably added with the, the higher heel drop. But that's why it kind of it beat out in terms of the stability rating, the um guy, just because it was it just feels way more aggressive. Like a lot of times people have always put this as like a moderate stability shoe. I would have put this high for the heel for sure. So and that but that's just me kind of what I've what I felt for a while, even with the integration of the guide rails. What about you? Yeah. So why the Stinson? Yeah with the Hoka Stinson. I should have grabbed mine. Do you have yours there? I do have mine, yeah. Because mine I know exactly where mine are. I just can't I don't have them within arm's reach. Yeah. So go for it. I'll I'll yeah walk people through this thing and this is a very interesting take because i'm about to like almost reverse what i said in the previous one but 
It's a shoe that's very trustworthy, right? It's an all-terrain shoe. The lugs on there work pretty well. There's a very wide base through the midsole. Through There's a lot of sole flaring going on. The upper actually does reinforce pretty well. Like, it's a pretty trustworthy, solid, stable shoe. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons why it's so high on this list, and it's going to be number one for Klein because there's only one more shoe yeah. left. So yeah. it made number two for me, and it made number one for Klein. So... With that said, uh, very trustworthy, good traction, good upper, good sole flare. The one thing that kind of took this away for me and didn't make it number one was simply there is so much foam. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like the ground feel and the proprioceptive part of what is that subjective element, like you were hinting at with the guide, of like stable, what you feel there, you know, that presence. And so like... It was a very stable footed shoe, but it didn't exactly, it didn't always like feel like it because there was just so much foam. So like they did a great job of checking all the boxes they needed to, especially for how much foam was there. But there's just so much there. Like that's the only thing. And it's like there is still give to it. And that's the only reason why it didn't make number one for me. But otherwise, I mean, that shoe did a great job of checking all the boxes you would look for in a stable shoe. I'm double check. I can't remember this off the top of my head. I remember the stack height was crazy. And I feel like it's wrong. Yeah. 43 and a half, 38 and a half. And I feel like that's that sounds about low right. For what it, I, I feel like that's low for what this thing actually feels like. I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm almost almost on par with something like the uh Prime X. Oh, maybe, man, eh, maybe not. I forget the sidewalls come up super the high. The sidewalls so. come up really high, yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. All right. So I put what did I just say? The I can't even remember. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, my, so wait. Your my list is so disorganized now. So wait. Yeah. So oh, yeah, you're, you're on number Sorry. one. You're on number one now. Yeah. Well, so I mean, there's only one, one left, so we don't have to reveal let's it. Let's just go do for it. it. Well, no, let's just do it. Well, one, two, three, Guide six, six and seven. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. okay. So I'm going to go after this because technically the newest Stinson has the same stability element that the Gavoida has now. So it's got yeah, this thing called an H. Yeah, whatever. I can't. I can barely speak English. Give me, please give me, it's my only language. So give me a break. So the Gaviota, it, it's, they're using the same stability element, this thing called an H frame, which I'm still not exactly sure what it is, but I know that it's got, it's the integration of sidewalls in the heel and the forefoot with, and pods especially, too. what? There's like pods, like, like holes in the yeah, middle of Yeah, there's like insert. holes in yeah. the middle of the thing and it goes through the midfoot to add additional stiffness. I just found this, like, I was so surprised because I expected a shoe of this stack height to be unstable. And it's probably, it's the most stable trail shoe I've used. I had no stability issues. Totally. The only thing is this shoe is so freaking heavy. It's a lot. <laughs> I wish there was a lighter, I would like, make a lighter version of this, Hoko, please. It'd be one of the few stability trail shoes. Please, like, just make it like two ounces light. Ten ounces, that's not too much to ask. Come on. So, but yeah, it is so, there's zero flexibility to it in any direction, very high sidewalls and very rockered. I feel like if I wear this thing, I don't feel any of that post feeling, but I feel very, very, very centered. And I was really surprised. Again, not your classic stability shoe. Although if we did it based on the elements, it is technically now, if you're putting it in the same ring as the Gaviota. So just because it combines guidance and stability so well it throughout the length of the shoe and not just in one place. That's why I'm putting this as my number one pick just because, yeah, they did a, it's a great job. It's just so heavy. Very. So but it's a great most, shoe. It's, again, it's a great another shoe. Another one of my favorites this year. 
yeah, which I was very, I had the same, I was very surprised. Like, I shouldn't like this, it's heavy, but I do. All right, Guide 16, which we were, again, we were super yeah, do close I have 16 on. or 15? Oh, that's the 16, yeah. Yeah, the 15 was that, like, bright yellow one. Yeah, that yeah. was in solid shoe, too. They're both great. Yeah. Okay, so Guide 16, some of the things you were touching on earlier with the adrenaline and with the guide as well, when I think of stability, there is a subjective component to it as well, oh, yeah. right? Like, like, do I feel like something's there and does it feel like it's supporting me? And I felt like this post here or this rim, I don't, what, what do we call it? It's a post, right? Like that's, it, it's not like a formal foam post, but it's. Yeah, well, it's a plastic leg, yeah. not shank. Yeah, it's not a I shank either. I gotta go either. look this up. I'm I, just gonna I'm say sorry, post. audience members. Yeah. Arc. I mean, it's, it's an arc. It's, it's, I think that's actually arc. what they, the holotech support. There we go. Holotech support. You can't dodge it. There's no way you're going to dodge it. And I think because it no, was something yeah. that I could feel every single step, not a bad thing. Again, I like this shoe. But it just felt like that heel and midfoot. Like, I was just like, I'm here. You know, like, I'm not, like, even though, like, yes, your foot's going to do what it wants, but proprioceptively, what I was feeling, like, it was always there and it wasn't going away. And I was transitioning forward. I was popping on the forefoot. Like, it just subjectively felt like it was a little bit more stable through that midfoot and heel. And then on top of that, it's also a little bit lower to the ground as well compared to these other shoes. So everything is just that much more prominent. There's more ground feel. The upper has a little bit of stretch to it. So that probably could have been a little bit more, you know, quote unquote stable, you know, compared to some of these other shoes as far as lockdown goes. But for me, it was more that proprioceptive element and what I'm feeling underneath me. And so as much as we don't always include subjective data, you know, it just felt more stable to me from that road standpoint. Now, the Stinson, as far as experience goes and taking it wherever the heck I want to take it, that's going to win. But as far as what I felt, like if we're just going like straight line, you go run, tell me what you feel, I would probably go Guide 16. And so that's the reason why it's so high up on my list. And it's just because you cannot avoid it no matter what you do. <laughs> like you will feel that and like your heel and your midfoot, that medial section, it's there and it's not going away. So that's that's the reason why it was so high on the list for me. But I do agree as far as why that Stinson is so high up as well. And I was very curious before this episode to see where you ranked it, considering that Rahi is kind of the traditional stability model for Hoka. And I felt like it was almost a little bit of a hot take putting it so high up, but we both agreed. So I, I, I totally agree with you on this just because it's not that Rahi is not a stability shoe. It's just, I think, the softer element um, plus the Stinson's like full length stable elements, guidance elements on both the medial and lateral side just took it. I, it just takes it to another level and not in a way that I'm like, I feel a post under my foot, but it's like when you're running, you're like, I feel very centered and it yeah. was very obvious in not a bad way um but in like a very obvious like whoa i'm kept in what like one plane of motion here this is very interesting so for those that need trail stability which there's not a lot of stability trail shoes the stinson's kind of that totally. one major one that if you can get over the weight it'll definitely keep you centered for longer miles you just got to get over, you're gonna have to have some strong hip flexors so yeah you gotta be able to lift that you know, thing <laughs> you lift that thing i was like oh god which by the way super great like wear that and then go like wear the uh the the zinal 2 right afterwards and you're like wow this is so like really light so yeah really good contrast too 
So I, I, I want to jump into a common question after talking to this. Bach put this in their soul credit to, to him because one of the most common questions we get now that we've talked through this and kind of going, hey, and hopefully what you've seen is this is kind of how we're grading stability. And you may have noticed that traditional stability labels did, it kind of did, but didn't 100% match with what we found to be most stable. And there's a subjective component. We're trying to defend certain elements. But a common question we get is, hey, if, I've, if I'm running in a neutral shoe, but I want something more stable for a longer effort or for marathon training, should I try a stability shoe? So before I answer, David, what's your answer to that question? Yeah, and I think that's a great question, and it's a great consideration because we all know that over the course of a long run or long effort, our mechanics might change. You might fatigue, you might start just striking a little different, pulling back a little different, rise like that heel rise might be a little different. Your arms, your core, thoracic spine, things might just start changing a little bit more. And so there's thoughts, you know, potential consideration to change the footwear on your foot to just help mitigate some of those things. I will, at least at the at least at the foot and ankle. At least at the foot and How ankle, the, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some merit to it. I don't think I would immediately jump ship and go like, okay, neutral, now I need stability just because I'm running farther. I, I wouldn't do that. But from personal experience, especially with these more compliant foams, looking at a shoe, and this is something that I've had to pretty much try and reason with myself and try and figure out why I'm like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? And what is going to make me make my decision? And this is a shoe from the Nike Vaporfly Next Percent 3 and the Saucony Endorphin Elite. I think those are two very classic examples of this argument. Both good shoes, both compliant foams, a lot of resilience to the foams, both carbon plated, both have a forefoot rocker, both in the racing category, and you're going to see on the feet of people at racing at races, right? Like they, they check all of the boxes, but there are slight differences. And the Vaporfly is a little bit lighter, a little bit more nimble. Forefoot, midfoot, heel, not quite as wide. It's a little bit more streamlined. There's a little bit more traction in the forefoot. The overall design of this shoe is slightly more aggressive. There's still a lot of give to it. People run marathons in that shoe all of the time. But that's just in comparison to the two. When we look at the Endorphin Elite, much flatter road profile, but it's a wide base. The lockdown on that upper is very secure and it just kind of keeps you centered and it rocks you forward for you pretty much. Great sidewalls, Great by the way. sidewalls. The length yeah. of that, the whole length of that shoe. Yeah, and so like where I'm going with this, right, it's like two very similar shoes in theory, but the experience on the Endorphin Elite is just more stable. For me, at the marathon distance, it's not a question anymore. I like the Endorphin Elite. Like it's just, it's working for me in those long rhythmic pacing sessions. Half marathon, I'm still trying to debate. I think I am leaning more endorphin elite now after the last half marathon I did. But under half marathon, I'm definitely going to choose Vaporfly. And so that's a classic example of my mechanics are changing. I just want to be able to last and just keep running rhythmically and just do anything I can to help mitigate some of that fatigue. And the Saucony Endorphin Elite is not necessarily a stability shoe by any means. So that's not necessarily, it's not a big jump. You're staying within the same category, but you're kind of changing some small elements that may work for you. And the only way you're truly going to know that is to figure it out. And so that's one of those things where like you try a shoe, it works, maybe it doesn't. If it doesn't work, then, then it doesn't work. You know, but 
I think it's, you just have to see what feels good for you and trust intuitively inside of what of your head. I'm enjoying this better for XYZ. I'm going to use it for XYZ. Don't let marketing, don't let any of the other stuff sway you. I'm, I'm totally with you on this. And I think that analogy was probably the best thing of you don't necessarily need to go in a totally different category. If you're wearing neutral shoes and you're like, you know, I want something a little bit more stable for longer distances because I'm concerned about stay in the same category and get something that we call a stable neutral shoe. That means you're not necessarily going to these shoes that are categorized that have posts or these very aggressive stability measures. Measures get into something that maybe has something a little bit more that's kind of guidance based. Like we talk about sidewalls, for example, which again, the Vimero in the, well, kind of does fairly well in the heel. Maybe not, that's not the best example. What's a better example of a stable neutral i mean the stinson i guess like i mean but they did that market that i mean technically that has, a, that has a stability element they did yeah, they did say it was like partially stability they didn't outright say stability issue but no they did not um let me throw this something i eh, should have been better prepared for this i thought about this earlier but all right let's do this i'm gonna throw this out there within the same vein so let me throw the super blast oh, in there i was thinking the me, same shoe the super blast is definitely is like is to me stable. It's stable yeah. neutral. It's not a stability shoe, but it's got really good sidewalls. It's a little stiffer, and the way the foam is set up, it just kind of collapses and keeps you really centered here. So this might be a great option. Going, you know what? I'm really liking some of these more bouncy kind of super foams, but maybe they're not stable enough for me to use all the time. Or I just need something that I can handle going longer, but it's still a neutral shoe. It's just got stable elements to it. The Super Blast is a great example. Of this. There, are, there are other shoes. I think I was kind of looking at the, the Nimbus 25, and I was I remember Nathan and I argued about this. But a shoe that's got a really wide base to it. It's got sidewalls. It's very rocker. It's going to keep. It's a guided. It's guidance based, but it's still neutral. So I think those are very good options. Going, you don't actually have to jump category into a true stability shoe but finding elements in neutral shoes that make it more stable so if you look at our page that box done a great job with looking at stable neutral shoes you'll find some stuff in the same category that won't be as aggressive as a jump and correct me if i'm wrong david kind of one of the concerns of not that stability shoes are bad we just concern when you make a big jump between categories when you've been sticking with one for a while that you got to take time to ease into that. Even if you need more stability, it can be helpful to, unless you have some kind of injury or something you come back from, you generally should kind of ease into things. Doing sudden jumps between categories, either direction can cause irritations if you overdo it and don't let your body adapt. It'd be my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a smaller transition if you go like add a stable element to the same category like sidewalls or a little bit more stiffness. I think that's going to be a lot easier transition and have less, not to scare people, but have less a chance of something happening or something interrupting your training. Agree or disagree? No, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's yeah. definitely anecdotal. I don't have any any kind of data to back that, but that's, I mean, small change, you know, it's it's easier to make a small change than it is to make a big change. Right. And subjectively, small, it's small probably changes, not going to feel as dramatic. Right. Small changes generally tend to make less of an impact in terms of your how you adapt to things. Larger changes take longer times to adapt to. And if you add a stimulus too quickly without giving yourself time to adapt, that's where you might see poor adaptation. So that's, again, not really any data on that, but that's based on kind of some basic principles is kind of how I would I would base that. 
So I think we're on the same element with that. So again, yeah. summary, you don't necessarily have to get a stability shoe. There's now so many different options now for stable neutral shoes. Take a look at our guide on, on, our, on our website, and it will give you lots of good options to potentially consider a smaller transition that might even be more comfortable. Not saying stability shoes are not comfortable, but certain people like them, certain people don't do well with them. So that's the way it goes. Now let's let's take a step. Unless you have unless you have something. Oh, it's nothing shoe related. I just want to pr- say that I appreciate that you have the biomechanics book right behind you. On that. oh, yeah, that's a Newman, right? Yes, the yeah. classic Newman yeah. that I cite all the time. It's a solid. We book. should. Add, I feel like yeah, it's a solid. But we get that because we're both went to West University of Health Sciences, and uh, who introduced that first? Was that Doctor Fairley? Was that Jeff that introduced? Yeah, yeah, that was Fairley for me too. It was like quick early uh, suggestion. So Shout I cite Newman Fairley. all the time, but. Yeah, shout out to Jeff. Um, yeah, Newman's solid book. So let's get into a little bit more of our PT mindset. When thinking about the things that we've just talked about and our lists, how would different injuries affect that list? So I'm going to choose three common ones related to just uh, the kind of classic thing where you might need to consider some more stability if you've had one of these. So a history of these is one of the greatest predictors of having this again. So I'm going to choose posterior tibial tendinopathy because they're usually tendinopathies, not itises, Achilles tendinopathy, and then the other side, chronic ankle instability or a history of like repeated ankle sprains. How would those three impact your least to most stable here, if at all? Yeah, I think we just got to pay attention to how things are moving, how things are stabilizing. Obviously, it depends and mechanics of the individual will dictate a lot of this, but when I look at a shoe like the Rebel, when there's just a lot of give under the foot there, you're going to have a very quick pronation moment there, and you're going to have to be able to stabilize that. So if you are having tib post issues, that might not be the shoe for you. Not to say that you need a stability shoe, but just, again, like maybe look at something that's a little less compliant and spongy. And something like the Cyclone, which is a very similar shoe, but just has a little bit more around it, that might work better for you. Cyclone 2 from Topo being um, in that same general category. And that that might be a subtle but potentially helpful switch for someone that's having issues with things like that. If they truly like that experience, they're getting out of a shoe like that, but they just can't handle the shoe. Um, but the tip post, I mean, there's so many things that can go into it, right? Like if you don't have great hip stability, you don't have good core stability, like Like it's not always strictly an ankle issue. And I think that's what makes it hard to answer some of these questions. Um, But that could be an example of a subtle switch. If you truly like the experience you're having in a shoe, get a shoe that's very similar, but just does it a little bit better as far as, not to say it's a better shoe, it's just, it just does those elements that you might need a little bit better. I'm totally with you. I think my list generally stays the same for those three because a lot of the stability, like the Stinson was my number one choice and it wasn't because it has a medial post. It's because it's stable on both sides. For something with chronic ankle instability, which is a big challenge on trail, which again, it's because you're more often likely to kind of land and go into that massive inversion position. Having something that has a lot of lateral stability is equally as important as medial. And that's where we've talked about the concept of central guidance rather than trying to bias you one direction. Now, there's some people that do really well being biased that way. Like for me, being biased really laterally at the heel often works really well. That's why we'll do super well, weirdly enough, with the Adidas Primex Strung 2, which should not be a stability shoe, but it acts like that for me because it's so much lateral give to it. But I think for a lot of these, because those shoes, as they get higher, 
tend to be more centrally stable, I'm definitely with that. I'd be a little cautious with chronic ankle instability and maybe something like the guide 16, just because of that medial pose. But I don't think it, yeah, yeah, I don't think it necessarily inverts you too much, but that the list might shift a little bit where the Keanu 30 might be a little bit higher because of the, it's also very centrally based with a lot of lateral sole flare, a lot of like high uh, lateral sidewalls. The thing that I'd be cautious with, um, moving into the Achilles that the post tip is like, yeah, medial stability, assuming that, that it's being driven by the foot. If it's not being driven by the foot somewhere else, that actually might irritate it more potentially the Achilles stuff. And I'm not going to drown on for hours because this is what my dissertation is on. I'm learning more and more new stuff. I would say having an appropriate rocker becomes really, really important with Achilles issue. In addition to try to keep things more, central but there's so many other elements besides a shoe for achilles stuff that i'm learning now that i'm actually like less worried about the shoe as long as it's not doesn't have a an unstable heel or has it's unstable it's not going to change it that much um i'm going to keep going into how it's a chronic tendon disorder and you have to load it correctly over a long period of time and how much a shoe is going to impact that as long as it's decently stable not necessarily unstable i think you'll be fine if you're doing appropriate training, reloading the tendon correctly and getting some of the elasticity back. So it, uh, to be honest, doesn't change that much. The only thing that makes me think a little bit differently is the chronic ankle instability with the lateral instability. But outside of that, it's fairly, fairly similar. But what do you think? No, I agree completely. Yeah. I think yeah. when we take a look at chronic ankle sprains or even those who don't have chronic ankle sprains, like if you just have a tendency to kind of supinate and kind of move off of your foot laterally, you're going to want a little bit more, just just a little bit more buildup, you know, laterally there. That little sole flare might feel really nice. And it's funny because... Or a sidewall, yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. a sidewall, yeah. yeah. And when I was running in the uh, Stinson, I have to agree, I literally had a thought to myself, like, try and roll your ankle in this. Yeah, no like, way. Like, like, even though you're super high off the ground, yeah. it's like... <laughs> it almost feels like, like I, it's impossible. Like, it feels right. like if it was to happen, though, you'd be wrecked. You'd be screwed. You'd be screwed. You're, you're like, not. Yeah. You're done. Right. The like, there's of no it way hitting that angle is right. pretty low. So. Yeah. You have to get. You, you'll be fine up to an extreme angle. Then you're screwed. There's. It's no then midpoint. It's, it's like ankle or if. Yeah, that's it. You're gonna. It's gonna. It's not your actual ankle is gonna be fine. It's going to be a high, like a severe high ankle sprain with the fibular and probably tibial fracture. So. <laughs> That's like, that kind of reminds me of like people, we had somebody reach out to us that talked about they were running in one of the original Prime X and oh, they rolled their ankles so bad. Yeah. They had a, a, a distal tib fib fracture and still loved the shoe. And I'm like, dude, like you just, if you got a stack height this high, you got to have a wider base, but people really liked it, but off topic. Off so topic. that's, yeah. So in an episode that was supposed to have us arguing and bickering, cause we occasionally seem to like to disagree I think we totally agreed. There was yeah, some mild no, variation, was... but I feel like that's totally justified. If you look at kind of like the general, like subjective error of like kind of this for this, like the, the subjective versatility, like variability makes total sense. But I feel like our list was basically the same. It was virtually the same. Yeah. Yeah. Outside so of some small I, subjective. Yeah. Some small changes. I would say this, our, our testing is therefore as inner, inter, inter reliability. Yeah, inner inner tester reliability. So we're pretty solid here. Good thing we didn't have more people to disagree with us. So we can publish this as good reliability and move on. But we hope you enjoyed that. Lateral That's something bias. we were trying to bicker about. Lateral bias. Yeah. In the that, that we hope you section. enjoyed that. 
and gives you kind of more of an idea into how we grade stability and guidance. Because that was kind of the goal is giving you a little background idea of, oh, this is how they're doing that. And again, it's no longer about just a post that makes things stable. There's lots of other elements we talk about, sidewalls, the sole width, different stiffnesses, all these kind of things. We hope that was helpful and it really helps you. But what you got to remember is David and I, even though we had very similar lists, are have completely different mechanics and pl- completely different preferences. So we are not telling you to base what we just said, like have your shoe choice be based off what we said. It's to help you figure out how do I guide myself and figure out what I need. You might not do well with the post and you might do super well with sidewalls or you might be the opposite. You might be someone that needs just a wider midfoot. Find out what that is for you and cr- we are going to challenge you, create your own list or take what we just did and make your own list. Does it compare to what we said? Is it different? Try it. Let us know in whatever medium you're you're listening or watching to us, whether it's YouTube, Spotify. Let us know. We're curious because we are learning just as much as you. We're trying to share this stuff with you, but it's also about learning as well. So we appreciate you listening. Hope that was helpful. And also encourage you to keep following us on any social media channel that you like. Obviously, we're all over the place. Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, all the different places. Please check us out. We'll always have new cool content. And hopefully see you soon.